This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Luca Nation, <laughs> you guys are in for a treat today. So welcome back to Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. We have your PWCC weekly episode where it's kind of like uh, Andrew's watch list, Cage's watch list. You guys know I'm much more in the modern game, basketball, soccer, football. Cage brings you guys plays or plays watch list items from vintage type one all over the map. So I'm really excited about today's show. I actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different items that. This is going to be a long episode. I have nine. Right. 17. And what I'm excited about most is the items kind of dovetail into some questions I have for you. Uh, a quick note, if you guys haven't listened, we have Cajun Cardboard episodes going live on our channel all week long. Check them out. Uh, it's Cajun. He has a buddy who he played basketball with growing up. Uh, actually is played in college at a very high level and has the record for three-pointers in that conference. So they talk basketball, NBA, uh, Cajun is a huge 90s Michael Jeffrey Jordan collector. So <laughs> ton of value there for you guys. Make sure to tune in. So I'll take a breath. How are you doing today, my man? Good, man. You're selling the network a little short. I mean, it's a cool combination of all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, you got – obviously, um, Cajun brings in the 90s basketball stuff. You know, you bring in a little bit of everything from crypto to – you know, entrepreneurial uh, behavior, overall market stuff. You're, uh, you know, the, the yin to my yang. I, th- I try to talk about a little vintage over here, a little bit of, you know, I did a little Muhammad Ali post today, a 62-year-old type one photo. And, uh, you know, Monday we'll be releasing the second episode of Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged, where we talk about card shows. Recent, we're going to talk about a recap of Chantilly, what she's doing, what she sees in the market. I'm sure she... I don't know if every two weeks we can expect record sale price announcements from her every single time, but she's got a couple topics she wants to bring in also. So guys, you know, please, if there's anything you want to hear about from, you know, Black Jaded Wolf as well, from, you know, running a store, running a storefront, going to shows, send us some DMs, send us some, and I can ask her during the show as well. Um, For her, like that episode, it wasn't even about the record sale for me. It was the 6-07 and and a lesson mm -hmm. when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. It's one of those things where, she says it, and then I go and research, and I'm like, does it pass the sniff test, right? Yep, 100%. 100%. And brings up a, a boatload of credibility, man. Listen, I'm going to spend two minutes, what's top of mind, and then we'll go into the cards and stuff like that. And you say, oh, you know, we got to bring value. You, you were 22. Two. It's going to be two. Okay. The world, it is a changing. And this won't come as any surprise to you, but it, it is. Let me just tell you about what I've done today, right? Um Today, I watched um, YouTube with Ian. Instead of watching television, instead of watching Bloomberg Channel or the news or a show, I watched YouTube. And he had some guy who went to five NBA games in like three days. He, went, he, he started with LA. It was the Clippers against the Lakers. And then he went to Detroit. And he went to, and during these games, he has to like answer three questions or something like challenges. Find a fan, you know, get someone to high five him. And that, and that will be an upgrade to his tickets the next time. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this, but this is television now. It's not like there's no commercials. I mean, there are little ads. It's, it's just the, the world is very different. But, but stick with me here. I asked this. I asked Ian. I said, "Would you like to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course. I'd want to go to basketball games." You know, the guy's running to the airplane. He's, you know, "Hey, I'm in Denver. It's snow on the ground now. I'm back in LA. It's gorgeous. I'm in Phoenix. How could the Suns lose to the Jazz?" I mean, it's like a like a hilarious thing, right? And he's like, "Oh, he's a YouTuber. He does all this all the time. He's three games, and if a flight gets delayed, it's all crazy. He goes nuts." His name is like Jesper or J- I don't know Japer. Everybody knows him. People want to take pictures with him. His videos have millions of views, and this is the world. And it didn't really sink in until this happened. I ordered my Chick Fil A for dinner, so of course you can tell I'm in a damn good mood. And the home phone's ringing. They want to see who we're voting for. And you know, I mean, it's a typical night in my house. I take Ian outside, and there's a, a oodles of kids around. You know, he's the youngest. He's the smallest. There's all kinds of kids. You know. Elementary, junior high, middle school, high school, you know, all ages talking about Halloween parties, what are they being, whole deal. And then this is the conversation. 
on the day where I post about Anderson Silva and how he's probably going to make more money now fighting Jake Paul than probably his whole UFC contracts combined, they're all talking about what's the best flavor of Prime because it's so much better than Gatorade. And I'm like, what? And one kid's like, yeah, artificial flavors. And the the high school kid's like, none of this matters. We're all buying it because it's Logan Paul's drink. And I, I, I had to take a step back for a second and think to myself, how is this going to impact my life? Should, is my daughter going to go to college? Will there be something in lieu of college? Will, will this new you know, world take over here? Influencers, Jake Paul and Anderson, somewhere. I mean, and I went to the vitamin store and I bought a 12-pack of Prime. This way Ian isn't the only kid on the block who doesn't have the Logan Paul swill. So what do you think? Well, we haven't tasty? tried it yet. I don't want to drink it warm. But the guys in the store were snickering at me a little bit because we only were able to buy the lemon lime because every other flavor was sold out. Allegedly, the, the grape. That's the, the grape flavor. Lemon okay, lime so is you, easily. The so best. we got lemon lime. I think the kids were all saying grape tastes a little bit like uh, cough syrup. So they like it. They can make like scissor out of it. You know, lean. The these, purple these are one. middle school kids. Yeah, some of them are actually younger than that. I got my wife with that one. She's laughing. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the medians changed, but what we do is the exact same thing? Like, um, we've always bought from radio. We've always brought from TV. And we've now it's just a new median. But I don't they, know, dude. It was really – I was like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, I felt very old, I'll tell you. I felt very old for a minute. And I'm like, this is just it's, – it's, things are changing, right? But I guess you're right. The more things change, the more they potentially stay the same. It's just, hey, where are we getting our content from? And that content is driving us as consumers. Well, right? content is the top of the funnel, right? Like Kevin O'Leary always says, um, if we're going business, I agree. I under, I agree with what you're saying. Like, so on Shark Tank, if you guys watch it, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful talks about how customer acquisition cost is always too high for most businesses. The reason why most businesses go out of business is customer acquisitions higher than lifetime value. What it costs to acquire a customer is more than you can make on one, basically. Well, when you have content, Logan Paul doesn't have to pay anything for marketing because he's He's created such engaging stuff, right? His brother's created such engaging stuff that he doesn't have to pay a dollar for marketing and he gets the, the return. It's just a good business decision. I mean, it's so what I take from it is I want to be more engaging because I want, you know, I mean, where the content, you know, I want to be the purple flavor. I want to be the scissor. I, I will say, I see where you're going with this. I think about this a lot, but I think about it from the standpoint of how much people love huge numbers in today's day and age versus for me, I can't like today, Cage, I looked at our numbers, but I looked at different numbers. I looked at our retention and like we have hour long episodes and I'm like, when did people drop off? And specifically YouTube shows you the moments that they drop off. People listen to the end. 65% of people listen for the whole episode and listen to this number. 87% of people listen to more than half. 87% 87% is good. It's better than like 50. 87%. That's a big That's number. Insane. It's like a, In it's a generation like a, where you lose attention like that, how many podcasts do you guys start and don't listen to? So, I mean, most of the people who are listening to that question and answering it, they listen to 87% of them listen to the whole thing. I mean, 50% of the time it works all the time. But, but it gave you – it was like a full circle moment for you. Like we, you feel like we're on the right path. Is that what it That's, was? Yeah, well – it, it was that. It was almost like a realization that people are they're, – they're informing their consuming decisions in a different way than the way that I learned how to do it. But it shouldn't be such a surprising thing. Right? You know, when I was – I remember when I was a kid watching you know, Saturday cartoons, I'm sure my parents looked at it and were like, shit, now I'm going to be stuck buying that He-Man toy because I plopped him in front of the television for a half an hour to watch the He-Man show so he was out of my hair. And now oh, I'm gonna like have to buy Dexter's it. Lab, Flintstones. I don't know about. I don't even know what Dexter's Lab is. Cartoon Network. I know what the Flintstones are, but no, man. When I was a kid, there were. I mean, it was still two, five, two, four, five, seven, nine, and eleven, and thirteen. I mean, like when I was a kid, it was network television. Well, those are channels. Know? Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. are channels. Yeah, and commercials and black and white TVs. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I got older, more channels came and, you know, then in Staten Island, you knew a guy who knew a guy who had a box 
that you put on top of your television that got every channel, even the ones the kids weren't supposed to watch. That was that was a whole that was a dawning of a new age there, my friend. Talk about influencing. And the cards. I would do this all day because I, I kind of want to go into I don't know if our audience has watched Antonio Brown on Patrick Bed David. So what was interesting about that See, interview? This is an, another perfect example. What was interesting about that interview? And by the way, I think that there's a new model where people get paid to be on podcasts now, like ten to twenty k appearance fees. But we'll get away from that for a second. Have you ever been like when you watch the show and he's obviously just out there? But I actually disagreed with a lot of the comments. A lot of the comments were like, this guy's crazy, man. Kudos to Patrick but David for keeping this thing on track. He, Antonio Brown has a weird communication style, but I actually found myself agreeing with him at points in that episode. And that doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't surprise 87% of our listeners. And and that's interesting. <laughs> like the comments, it's always interesting, like the siloed response from people, right? Because yep, yep. that's his audience, right? Mm-hmm. So when he curated that audience, and because it got weird at points, right? Like it was like a very awkward interview at times, right? But mm-hmm. that's Antonio Brown's sort of style. Um, they're just interesting. I, I, I recommend you guys go listen to it. I, I do. I, it, oh, you won't learn much. <laughs> well, well, that's valuable. Listen, sometimes, I mean, the learning is in, you know, how to do it, how to, you know, how to, how to, how to steer an interview. I mean, you don't have to learn that. You, you, you keep a lunatic on track every day. So you and Patrick and David have that in common. I actually thought PBD lost control of it a little bit, man. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have at to listen. He le- at one time he left, and they were like, really? it's a, we, have an, "We have an hour left. Like, uh, what do you want to do here?" You know. I mean, if nothing else, at least put, just put it on mute. Well, he said he's like, "I can sit here quietly. This is not a big deal for me. I'm in, <laughs> I come from the army. You know, we could do this easily." No, but like it was, <laughs> points were really interesting. They were asking about Kanye, and he's like, "How do you want me to speak on Kanye? Like, I don't know what goes through his mind." <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, listen. I think what you're touching on is what people are going on. I mean, I was listening to ESPN today talk about how what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show. So think about that for a second, right? I'm watching traditional media on ESPN, and they're feeding me what happened on a podcast. Well, pretty crazy, right? I think because podcasts give you more real shit. Like I think with traditional media, there's only so much you could say. Like Marshawn's like he curses and he's like, "Oh shit, my bad, my bad, my bad." Right? Where yeah. people on uh, kind of this new media, they're able to let loose. So let's get into the show. Yes. Yes. I also will say this: as I was scrolling through the channels the other day, there was pickleball on television. This pickleball is really bothering you. I you know what the buy-in for a pickleball team is? In what league? Like a professional pickleball league? Yeah. Like the league? What's the so, so they Did you look this up? Well, no. So after Antonio Brown, even though they came, these episodes came out in different order, they had mm-hmm. the entourage creator, Doug Elin, on the podcast. Okay. And he wanted to get into pickleball team. He said it cost a million bucks. A million dollars. But before Durant and Brady got in, it was only 50000 Is that right? No, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right. What oh, cards do you want I to talk about? They're pumping and dumping. But dude, no one cares if you pump and dump rich people. No, no one cares. Except the rich right? people. T- tongue in cheek. So <laughs> I, I have a few topics here. We'll get into your cards. The first yeah, thing sure. I wanted you to st- start with is there's two cards where, and you guys are going to see this all the time, but this is the PSA 10 versus BGS 9.5 versus PSA 9 discrepancy. Two cards that's happening. And it's crazy what's happening with weekly is that there's a Jordan BGS 9.5. Okay, we're going to have overlap. That's number See, one on that, my list. That was not a weekly card when weekly started on PWCC a little bit nope. ago, but that's sitting at 30K, I believe. Yeah, 29.5 plus buyer's premium, I think, right now. Right. Yep. So you have a that card into 10 is, let's call 150K plus. We guys know, I'm not going to, we all know that card. And you have a BGS 9.5 sitting at 30K. But then on the heels of it, there's also a PSA 9 in this auction. Mm-hmm. So I'll start there, but there's a second card. It's the Jeter SP foil in a PSA 9, which also checks that box. There's just this huge gap between a 9, a BGS 9.5, and a 10. So I know you're unprepared, putting you on the spot, but how do you – Unprepared? Well, like, <laughs> so what do you so, think about those gaps between those two? 
So it's a, it's a bunch of things, right? So that 9-5, right? I didn't mean I'm prepared for the show. You mean to answer this specific question, yes. but I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is the crux of it, right? I mean, this is, you know, you, you have a BGS nine five, which not all nine fives are the same. Right? right. And I think this one here will have some premium because I'm not mistaken. It's all nine fives plus a 10. I think ten it's three, nine. Three, uh, so, so I mean, nice 10. Um, you would think that this card has a legitimate chance to potentially cross over if all things are being equal and we're being objective. And I think that that probably helps itself for more. However, what's funny is if you just crack this out and send it to PSA, it could be a PSA 9. Because there is no mid-grade. There is no mint plus like SGC has a 9.5, right? There is no grade in between there. It's a 10 or a 9. And what's the 9 at? 13. Right? 13, right? So obviously those numbers are going to change. But right. clearly 9.5. So, so not prepared. The <laughs> the cynic in me would say that this is being sold as a nine five because someone already tried to make it a ten and failed. The cynic towards that cynic would say, just because you failed once doesn't mean you're going to fail every time. Hmm. So you think, you think people cross it, or you think people crack it? I think I think. You gotta crack it. I mean, I do. I, I don't think not not that you have a a great percent chance in it working out for you <laughs> either way. But I think cracking it and submitting it, you have a better chance. Um, I do. I'll tell you, this is one of those things where, for me, as like a newer entrant to the hobby, it's never made sense. But it's just it is what it is. I think in a weird way, it's kind of the dick measuring competition of the hobby is some cards that are iconic and where I'm interested to see where the Jeter SP foil falls in that iconic PWCC list and where the Jordan Fleer falls up. It's you guys love your PSA tens of these cards. So, I mean, listen, forget about you guys love your PSA tens, right? Okay. I'm going to give you the option, the option to own. I'm going to do it a different way. Please. I'm going to give you three suitcases. Please. And those three suitcases, you get to pick one. Yes. In one suitcase is $15,000. Yes. In the other suitcase is $40,000. And in the third suitcase is $180,000. Which one are you taking? <laughs> You're such an idiot. How are you? How are Which you one are you taking? I'm a long game poly. And, and no, this no, is you are taking, you take $180,000. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, it's cards. Okay. I'm going to give you a suitcase that you open up and it has a PSA 9 Michael Jordan 86 flare in it. And you look at it and it is gorgeous. Yeah. Next to that, you open up the second suitcase and there is a BGS 9.5 with 10 corners and 3.95 other subgrades yes. on it. And it is gorgeous. It looks the same as the 9. It looks the same as the 9. Yes. They look, they look the same. Yes. Identical. And you open up the third case, and it is a PSA 10, Michael Jordan, that looks identical. Identical. Like Mr. Come on. You remember? No, it's uh, my cousin Vinny there. Dennis right? the Menace, yes. No, not Dennis the Menace. It's from my cousin Vinny. So all three cards are identical. The only difference in these three cards is the is plastic. The plastic surrounding it. Yes. You're going to take the 9.5? You're going to take the nine? Which one are you going to take? Well, I, I think that's not the right scenario. I think it's no, ten No, no, no. It's the perfect scenario. It's ten it's, nines. No, no, it's, no. It's not. It's not ten nines. It's – this is the – all the cards are exactly – You ten nines You're making a point that you don't understand because it's dick measuring, right? But that's not what it is. These plastic cases come with them a monetary value. Now – if you want to go a third way, would you rather have 10 PSA 9s or one PSA 10? Or four BGS 9 That's fine. Which one would you rather have? Now, this is, okay? is, this is a Cage. fair question. because It's a because, super fair. Can, I, can we ask that to the audience and they let sure. us know in the comments? But why that's a fair question is because those are all the same value. So you should get different answers. You're giving something that all three cases have the same exact value. 
It's like me asking you whether or not you want case A, B, or C. They each have $180,000 cash in it. That's a preference, it's, uh, you know, depending upon which case you like better. The one was in a Samsonite. But the reason why, it's not, oh, wow, the PSA 10. The PSA 10 has been assigned a value. It has a value for secondary trading. Now, if you're not planning on selling the card, all right, fine, then you're a weirdo. <laughs> I mean a collector. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And look, in a perfect world, I would search high and low for that BGS 9.5, that SGC 10, you know, that, that, that Jordan that's nicer than the PSA 10 and buy it for 20 grand or 25 or 30 and pocket the $150,000 extra and say, mine's just as nice. But unfortunately, but it will always be in the back of your mind knowing it's not. Do you know who does this kind of stuff? Tell me. People who park next to their neighbor who own a Bentley get out of their really nice blacked out Kia and say, my car is just as nice as theirs. <laughs> You're such a dick. We got like <laughs> five compliments in Atlantic City. There was a Bentley there. No, He never complimented the Bentley. He complimented us. I asked this question <laughs> because it comes up time and time again. I just bought a Beam Team Jordan card, mm -hmm. a PSA 9, fresh slab, lighthouse label, clean copy. Corners were perfect, well-centered. 450 bucks for a nine. A 10 car. right now is in this auction is sitting at 4,000 bucks. So it comes up time and time again. I wanted to do you guys the, the respect to have this conversation live on the air. It's, it is a valid and valuable conversation because there are collectors out there who, want, who would just want to have the card. 100%. And it just sometimes these, they look so nice in a nine. And you're like, Jesus Christ, some of these tens are not. But anyway, we won't beat a dead horse. Let me. <laughs> so this one's really nice, though. Let's just make I'll, sure I'll this is a nice one. You before, I, I'm really excited about my next topic after this, okay. but I want to pop well, one more. You two. took number one from mine, so I'm hoping I take number two from yours. You won't. No I'm way. I'm a huge fan of this card, right? Rarer than the silver. Colored team match in a BGS 10. Your guy, Giannis, 2013, Prism, Green in BGS 10. I mean, normally, green, not so sought after. I like it with Tatum. I like it with Giannis. It is a nice card because it's a color match, a green. These 2013s, there's just not a lot of these things out there. Um, and, you know, if you're going to go with, with a Giannis card from 2013 Prism, BGS 10, there's a, there's a time that the Silvers were selling – in PSA 10 for more than what this thing is bid at now. And there's 10 of them. There's 10 BGS 10s, you know? So anyway, this is color match it, copy. It's just a nice card. It's a really nice card. So what do you think about Giannis, man? I'll, I'll tell you, I've been watching the, the bucks. If you guys remember last year, uh, Brooke Lopez came into the season. He was injured. He had back surgery. And we talked about like what, you know, every player needs an interest, like a specific roster to work with. And what makes Giannis so good is when he has Brooke Lopez next to them. So they are insane on the rebounding side of the ball. Both what do I think about Giannis? Yeah, just real you... quick. Yeah. Now that Brooke Lopez is back, you'll see the Bucks are 4-0. They're destroying people on the rebound on the glass. It's been the best start I've seen for Giannis. And I think last year's slow start, this year he's starting really fast. He's averaging 35 points a game. The only person who's off to a better start than him is Luca. Who's yeah. averaging 36 with basically a triple double, nine and nine. The only person that had a better start. But I don't love Giannis. And I'll tell you why. Um, and it's a stupid. As an investment reason. or a player? As a player. And, and here's why I believe he travels and commits an offensive foul on almost every possession. I do. So that's, I mean, and, and like I say, it's stupid. Remember, I, obviously the refs are not calling it. Obviously he, they're allowing him to do this, which is why he puts up 35 points and puts up his rebounds and the whole deal but he he legitimately travels oh, lucas traveling a lot too so don't get me wrong there's a lot of travel jordan pool maybe, maybe jordan pool maybe change the rules a little bit but but he legit like he puts his elbows in he puts his shoulders down i mean it's funny i watched a game the other day and they were saying Giannis playing bully ball no Giannis is he's fouling people they, he is he is running people over, and right now the league is allowing it. So he's probably going to put up some really great numbers this year. This is a personal statement on Giannis, right? I'm not an NBA referee, but 
the way he plays basketball is very similar to the way Derrick Henry plays football. Jesus Christ. That's such an exaggeration. <laughs> anyway, let me let me bring you guys back. This is a weekly episode. This is no. something you guys don't see often. Yep. Uh, this might blow your socks off. So there are 18, you heard mm-hmm. me right, 18 PSA 10 LeBron Galactics in this auction. 18 PSA 10 cage LeBron Revolution Galactic. It's a good PC boy song. (laughs) Like LeBron Galactic? Intergalactic. I apologize. 17, uh, here's 15 and one, 14 and one nine. Let me, I like these, I like these Galactics. And what's interesting, guys, is the prices are all over the map. So you'll see if I'm sharing my screen here on YouTube, but for you guys listening, they're all pop one, pop seven, right. really, really the, low. The base ones like that one there, the 2017, will sell for more than the insert ones. That's why the, the things roll over the map. So see, like that's a by the numbers like subset, yep. and that's a showstoppers, um, which is a really nice card. Um, 2016 first year of Revolution Galactic? Revolution? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm I assuming. So. The, the, that was optic. The, that was the big expansion. Yeah. The big ticket item, guys, is the 2016. I think it's the first year revolution. It's a pop seven LeBron. It's sitting at 2800 bucks. But if you guys just search LeBron Galactic, you'll have some fun. There's 15 of these cards from 2016 to 2019 from the base. Yeah, to the, That's cool. To the inserts. It, it's insane. You're going to be able to get some opportunities here. Some of these are sitting at under 200 bucks. But it, it's, a, it's a really cool case hit that a lot of people don't talk about. So, I'm going to tee one up for you, right? Because you have please. some inside information into this. Yes, guy. the Alcaraz card. This that's what you want to ask me. About. Relationship with no. This is this is like those like things that are going on with like Putin, Putin and stuff like that. Ovechkin. The 05 Upper Deck, the Cup Limited Logos Ovechkin Rookie Patch Auto out of 50. It's a BGS eight with a nine auto. BGS. There's only two graded higher than this. Um, you know, we got to throw some hockey into the equation here. It is game used. You don't yep. see these at auction that often. It's a huge card for Ovechkin collectors. But you and I had the luxury of going to Virginia this past weekend, and Ovechkin was like the talk of the show because he never yeah. signs, right? And also he was getting death threats. What was going on with that? What do you I mean, you know. I want you to give the behind the scenes. Because of the, the Russia-Ukraine war. Oh. All right. I thought there was something more to it than that. I thought there was like, I thought there was like, you know, some real, like you were involved, like you were there with security, like you were getting like the backstory. He ran out of Panini. You know how like they add the letter A to something and it means non in like the language? I'm apolitical. Okay. I I don't even understand it. It's just to me like. So anyway, why I'm teeing up Andrew, because he was actually there for a couple of days. Um, Ovechkin had the longest lines. Ovechkin had the most crazy fans. Ovechkin had security with him. Ovechkin was, despite the fact that you saw us taking pictures with a lot of great names and you name it, he was clearly the star of the show um, and was somebody who people were really getting in line for. Um, and, And obviously there's a difference we all know between what you can get somebody to sign there at a show and a piece like this, which is a rookie patch auto with an actual used piece in it from someone who clearly has a pretty rapid fan base i'll say what's this, yours I'll, what's your next one i'll say, say this about hockey I, I don't know much about it but i know that the market for hockey never got ahead of itself or it doesn't seem like it got ahead of itself so to me that feels like a safe buy right like a market that gets too far ahead always corrects versus this feels like that kind of like that you know slight sloping to the right what else do i have there's an awesome, awesome, awesome Lamar jersey number Kaboom Gold. So something I like to do, Cage, is in the beginning of the week, so uh, you you get the opportunity to preview like uh, a week in advance on PWCC, and then they go live. I think uh, it's Wednesday night or Thursday, so it's a 10-day auction. Something I love to do is go through it the first second it kind of or the first day it gets uh, launched and favorite all the ones I like and come back on a Saturday and see how they perform and like filter high to low. And like, you know, it's a cool way to, cause it, it, it filters my market. So this one was one I looked at. It's a PSA nine gold rookie Lamar Kaboom Jersey number. So it's sitting at like 7,500. Remember the optic one of one. So it's like 20 K. 
I still think Cage, and this is one of those things, it's buy what you love versus what other people love. Say what you want, man, but Kaboom might have some lasting power. And I think it might have more legs than Optic Downtown. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. You think that's I fair think, to say? Yeah, I think Kaboom's definitely better than Downtown. It's just what you know, what else where else it's gonna fall. If um, you're a believer in Lamar, mm-hmm. this is the kind of item that you might be able to steal in kind of a mid-season awkward time to run this card where you're getting a jersey number, gold Lamar Kaboom. In a market like this, it's not going to finish above that downtown because the downtown was a PSA 10. I'm really interested to see who this goes to. It's a really, really, really awesome card. I'm going to stay in football, but I'm going to go about as opposite from a gold Kaboom, you know, modern quarterback as you can go in football. And this is something I was actually considering bidding on myself, but I'm now not going to because we, we talk about it and the whole deal. But it allows me to be a PSA 10 snob and not have to get a PSA 10 card because this is a card I owned in PSA 8 at one point in time and actually sold to Gary V, if you remember. Um, but this one adds a little bit of a fun wrinkle to Jim it. Jim Brown, do right? Me, yeah, do me a favor. Pull up the, the one that he tops. autographed rookie of the year. Yes. R-O-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
Paige, what do you think of that? Do you think that has appeal? You know, it's one of those things that you have the national treasures name, but no one really wants to collect a player's glove patch cards. I mean, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to see it, but, but we've talked. Am I about sharing this a my screen times. right now? No, you're no, not. not. Um, cool. What's here? It is, what's, what's it's with an Adidas? Uh, so with me, a little Adidas logo on it too. What's this numbered out of? Twenty-five. Excuse me. So this is exactly the kind of card where you have, I don't want to call it an issue. You call it like dick measuring. You have an issue with um, the Jordan in a PSA 10 versus the Jordan in a BGS 9.5 that looks just as nice versus a, all right, this card is a perfect example to me of if it was the true RPA out of 99, same year, national treasure, same product, right? If it was the Correct. Or out of twenty five, it would be so much money. It would be it would, the, the the out of ninety nine would be fifty times the price of that, or thirty times the price of that, right? The eye black, right? The laundry tags, the the hat piece, the glove piece, the you know whatever. Are you else every single card I've recently bought and basically shitting on. Are you? No, I'm, I'm just sticking in the national treasures right now. Gotcha. We're staying within oh. national treasures. Okay, yeah. all of them are there, but for some reason they sell for a fraction of the price. And really what it comes down to is the demand right now is on the PSA 10. The demand right now is on the true RPA. And there are so many people who want it. And, you know, the supply doesn't reach the demand. That card, I have to be honest with you. And I'm going to say something here because it's football. It's what it is. I did not know that that card existed before it showed up in this auction. Because we had one we talked about like last is week. It was a different that, one. It wasn't an Adidas an, patch. Is that an opportunity or is that a detriment or both? It, is it that- depends whether I'm buying it or selling it, right? If I'm buying it, then, yeah, wow, that's a great opportunity. And the story I'm going to tell is the only reason this is so cheap is people didn't know it exists. If I'm selling it, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting yeah, it at yeah. a cheap price. Yeah, I mean, come on now. So, so PWCC, you heard it here first. Any items that Cage is selling, make sure to get a selfie video of him promoting the card yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. i'll tell you guys that. All, all that stuff is true here i'll add to this it's one of those cards that short term the cage is right the demand won't be there long term if if you believe you know mahomes is going to finish with five super bowls four mvps and there's going to be so much demand for his stuff in 10 years that it will trickle over into this and you think you're getting good value go for it that we've seen that play itself out Two things that are really going for this card is Mahomes Auto. For whatever reason, the way he signs, oftentimes the loops, he, he takes his pen off of the card. So he doesn't actually have as many 10 autos as people would realize. This is actually a really nice 10 auto. And the second thing is it's a 9-5 edges, 9-5 corners, 9-5 surface. It's just a little off-centered, which for NT cards, which are thick, thick stock, um, that's a really nice grade. So it's a nice copy. It still has the gloves. Let me go popcorn to you. You said you had nine. I think we've only touched on yep. one. Yep. No. No. My my list. We've done the we've done the Jordan, the Giannis, the Ovechkin, the Jim Brown. Um, I have a couple more though. Let me let me let me get your take on one. There is okay. a a really cool PSA ten Kobe rookie in here. It's the ninety six tops draft redemption. Kobe Bryant DP thirteen. Right. right. I mean, look what this card. If you could share this, look what this card looks like. And is this a card you remember? You know, pulling out of packs. Is this a card you remember? Because this is one, this was still in that mid 90s. I'll compare it to like the, you know, uh, 92, 93 year when Shaq had an upper deck redemption and you were able to trade it in for that black card that we all know where he's this dunked. Card. It. And then in hoops and skybox, they had draft redemption cards where it was like, okay, card number one, card number two. This was draft pick, was Kobe number 13? Yep. Right. Yeah, so, right. So, so there was a card. I think you'd still find the unredeemed ones, believe it or not. And it was in packs of 96, 97 tops. And it said NBA draft redemption 96 on it. It would say pick number 13 of 29. And you turn that in and you got card for whoever was pick number 13. So, you know, what do you think of that? That card's shiny, man. You know, not, not a lot, not, not a lot of tens you would think on that. Can I look up how many tens there are? Because that would be the thing. I would say Kobe is tough, man. I don't, I don't love cards in this range for Kobe. This range of Kobe cards scares me a little bit. Because 
why why that card? Like what why that one, not all the other rookies that he has that are super cool that are a fraction of that in PSA 10? I mean, I would think there's probably not a lot of them. That would be probably the the key here. Um, if I were storytelling, I, I I would say maybe because it has that additional cool, you know, hey, it was a redemption card. Maybe there's not as many of them because people didn't people were all trying to pull redemption card number one. You know, the 96 draft is a great draft, so you probably don't have a lot of that. But, you know, 13. So Pop 68, two auctions that that PSA realized. I mean, I'm sure there's more. uh, There's one March 21st at the heat of the market, 28,000. And then there was another sale. I guess this may probably the same serial number. May 22nd of last year, uh, 20,000. So just to give you guys a little context. A card I'm thinking about is the Kobe NBA of 50th. That's yep. instantly where I went, which is similar foil finish under 70 pop. That card's been on a wild ride, but this is another card. I'm curious what the nine would do. Like I would be so happy with it with a really nicely centered nine because I've graded a lot of the Kobe 50ths and actually picked one up last week. Man, the difference between a nine and a 10 is like one little speck maybe on that, on that shiny foil finish. One more hockey one. People love him or hate him. Jambalaya. 2013 Fleer Showcase. Jambalaya Wayne Gretzky at a BGS 9.5. Pop one, none higher. Um, different type of Jambalaya one because it's 2013, so it's not that 96, but it's still licensed. It's got him in his Edmonton Oilers uniform. It's not a, a full oval. It's got the oval top, oval bottom, and it's kind of like cut on That's the sides. That's kind of cool. Um, but it's, uh, I mean... It's funny the jambalaya for hockey makes a little bit of sense because it's like a hockey puck, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it uh, sort of looks a little bit like you know. This like, is the funny like stuff thing. about the hobby where everyone's like, no one likes die cuts unless it's the die cut that everyone loves. Correct. I, like, I just thought this was a cool one that you just don't see. It's the highest graded BGS one, and it's you know because it's hockey, and because obviously it's outside of his playing days. It's when I when I saw this, I thought it would be more money than this. I'm you curious know. what you guys say. Um, share with us in the comments. What Gretzky uniform or jersey do you think should be the most valuable? Like, in which uniform would you think that Gretzky would be the most iconic? Like, LeBron is the Cavs, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade is easy. It's the Heat. Like, you're not going to care about his bull stuff. But Gretzky, you have the Edmonton. Oilers? Edmonton? Yeah. Edmonton. Was that Edmonton in the blue right there? Yeah, the Oilers. Yep, that's Edmonton Oilers. Yep, that's where he came up. That's where yeah, he played Kings, both his career. And the Rangers. Yeah, not the Rangers. I mean, obviously he was good there, and the Kings. It was a huge story, and he was out in L.A. But you know, he played for he played for the Oilers for you know the first decade and change of his career. I mean, that's like you know he started in the seventies, um, so he was there for he was there for a while. Um, yeah. So a couple more just to wrap it up. Um, I'll give you one real quick, guys. Yeah, shoot, oh, you're shoot. back. You're back. Yeah, no, uh, there's two jaw cracked ices. Two jaw cracked ices, different position. You guys know I love the crack. Um, <laughs> there's two different like variations of it. Uh, <laughs> there, that could go so many different directions. That could be a, just like a. Uh, there's two different variations, but two. There's two different major, variations, but two. Of basically identical cracked ices auctioning off right now right uh, and now what uh, what is tomorrow. happening what what is happening i you're on mute for me. Your microphone's muted. Can you unmute yourself? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Yes. Okay, good. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Yeah, I don't know what you were doing, <laughs> but it was my voice. I was hearing it back to me. Yes. Weird. Gotta love it. Are you pranking me? No. No, I believe my son put his AirPods in. So his audio <laughs> showed up on on my phone. I saw Ian's AirPods connected, so I had to go out and shut my shut my Bluetooth off. It was time for more YouTube. He needed more YouTube. So I guess. I guess. Listen, I only have one more card, and it's one I would say be a little careful with. It's a nice card. 
Um, but I think there are you know better versions of it, the parallels that, that also have come down a lot. But it's a cool card. I, I'm curious what you think about it. The 03 Fleer EX LeBron James PSA 10 in Gem Mint. That's the cool like acetate one where like he's dribbling the ball with his, I guess it's like the Cavs practice jersey on. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a game one, but it's like there is that Futures one, that one that there's numbered out of 102 that was like, you know, a $200,000 card that recently sold for like 40 or 50 grand or something like that. You know, it, just, it didn't sell or even less, maybe 30 something. Um, this is the base one that's on here. It's a really cool card. Like it's a nice looking LeBron card, but it's already been up to 5250. I don't know what this has sold for previously. You don't see him come up, you know, that that often. Um, but it's a cool card. I just don't know, you know, my own personal taste on this one. Um, you know, I know the Jordan and Kobe EXs go for a lot. This doesn't seem I mean, it seems like it's already sort of price where I would expect it to end. Yeah, it's uh I mean, you got a few of them here. You got the Mystique. You've got a die cut version. So these are all ending on top of each other. LeBron has so many different rookies. You have the Fleer Tradition, LeBron. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good market to buy LeBron stuff, if I could be honest. There's a ton of supply ending on top of each other. And uh, he's going to be going for Kareem's record in February. Cage, let's Yo, go Phillies. Yeah, man, Phillies. We took down Verlander. The bats came out swinging. G- JT Real Muto. Castellanos has as much swag. I think his button, he doesn't even button his shirt at all. Uh, you know, I watched them win the game on the real Muto home run. And what I thought to myself as Kyle Tucker went up to make the catch was that ball was about a foot deeper than the one that Aaron Judge hit that Tucker was able to catch um, and, you know, at the top of the wall. And why I say that is when I make takes like Celia Jalen Hurts and Andrew says, you know what? It makes sense because so many things happen, right? So many things happen in sports. We don't want to talk about injuries or anything like that, but think of the difference, right? It is a foot here, a foot there, two feet here, one bounce here, one elbow lean in that gets called as opposed to one elbow lean into a hit pitch that doesn't get called. It's just a really crazy thing. Sports, everything has to break the right way. And often the best team, doesn't always win. You know, you have a seven-game series. You like to think that the best team, you know, gets there. Um, but, you know, a lot of people would say the Dodgers were the best team in baseball this year, and, you know, they're watching the World Series from home. So, anyway, it just it had me thinking. I loved watching the game. The Philly team is scrappy, man. Being down 5 nothing and and fighting back, I mean, it really was It was fun to watch. It was 5-2, then it was 5-3, then it was 5-5, and you're like, look at them hit. And they're hitting doubles, and they're hitting singles, and they're hitting, you know, they're just, they just – they put balls in play. And when you do that, you know, good stuff happens. That lineup is tough, top to bottom. They put a good team together there. Wheeler tonight, I can't believe the Mets let that guy go. The Mets let him go. They had, like, Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard and, and you know, all these guys, you know, DeGrom. And they thought, oh, Wheeler was expendable. And now Wheeler pitched basically like Cy Young baseball this year. Would have been the ace of the Mets team. And think if the Mets still had him, you know, what would have had. Instead, now he's going well, out there winning. Syndergaard, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, this Phillies team – Game one, a biggie. You know, going the bullpen strength on both, right? Winning that one is huge because now you have a real chance to do something tonight that will be very difficult, very difficult to come back from. Because then Dude, you, if you're a, up to another, you go to Philly. What by Robertson, no? The cells are sweat at the end there. So Robertson, it's funny. If my friend Al's listening to this, Robertson is Houdini. He is one of these guys that never has a clean inning, right? Because he's an ex-Yankee. And another another guy who would be helpful if the Yankees he set up uh, Chapman right so yeah he never ever gets a one two three ever but when he has two men on and one out he always finds a way out of it it's like he needs to work himself into into trouble he needs to have a sweat to get out of it it's the weirdest thing in the world but that's Robinson man it was a guy second on third and it was three zero count. And I'm like, dude, th- this guy is just making a mess of it. He always gets out of it. I mean, I don't, you don't want to – listen, that's living dangerously, right? Because every once what, in a while, somebody's going to clip one on you. But Right. What did you think about uh, Hos- Has- Hoskins, right? Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. Not going home on uh, the single from Bryce. I mean, sometimes you're careful. Sometimes you play a little a little, a little careful. I mean, I, I, I say you take your chances there. 
you know, I mean, I, 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 I think, you know, you test it out and you make the fielders make a perfect play to get you. But I mean, these guys know they have, they have analytics on everything. They know the percentages of getting thrown out. They know the speed of their players. They know how. You I, know, think I, mean, I think he was just jogging. I think he. I think he was jogging. Like, dude, but that hit by Castell- Castellanos, where he like it was so out of the strike zone, and he got his bat on it. Mm-hmm. I think that that hit opened it up because, I mean, that's just a good piece of hit. That was a good pitch. That was a low pitch. He was on the Reds for a while. I love that baseball because every pitch matters. Every yeah. pitch. Yeah. I mean, I like watching that guy play meaningful baseball. You know what I mean? I like I like to see Bryce playing meaningful games. Like, because some of these guys have been on you know bad teams. Some of these guys, you know, they've been on teams where it's like, and JT Realmuto for him to hit that home run and 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 do that, good for him. Because this is a guy who is still one of the best catchers in the game and has been for a while. Definitely one of the best offensive players in the game from a catcher position, and he. Um, I remember the Mets, you know, he was supposed to go to the Mets. He was, oh, yeah, the Mets are going to sign JT Rimuto. They need a cadre. They're going to sign JT Rimuto back when he was a free agent. And it was, he wants too much money. And the Mets passed on him. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. And now, you know, the talk is, we should have that guy. That's a guy we should have. You know, the Mets talk, talk radio was, we let Wheeler go. We were too cheap to sign JT Rimuto. We should be winning the World Series. It's, just, it's so funny, the... The we should, we should, we should, fun stuff. But it's fun to watch, man. I mean, World Series baseball, championship baseball, it is exciting because, I mean, it's like the last couple minutes of a basketball game, right? Like everything hangs on it. One pitch, one, you know, one one go this way, one one ball out of the strike zone, one wild pitch, one you name it, and it just changes the complexion of the whole series. So it's fun to watch, and, you know, you won't have it uh, again for, you know, for four or five months. So enjoy these games. Enjoy these games while you still can. I would get hit up by anchors nonstop. Hey, I've got this card. Is it worth anything? Can you put me in touch with somebody at PSA? Should I, you know, get this card graded? I I can't begin to tell you how many ESPNers behind the scenes and front and center on camera reach out to me to talk about cards. There are so many of us that that were into it in our past, pulled out a box, boom, found a bunch of cards. What do you think of this? I sent multiple uh, guys to like Jeremy Fowler and, uh, Randy Scott to uh, like a local car dealer that we have here who has a card shop who's the best person in the world because he's great to my kids and we love him to death. And they're like, oh, we're going back. So I think there's still a hobby love for it. It's just finding it, you know, for us to pop up mainstream every now and then with the Mano card uh, and that conversation, it, it's it's really cool. I also like that we're still a little bit underground. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, we, we, we do talk about it every now and then, especially when I get a text, Hey, what do you think of this card? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm coming over. I want to see what else you have. That's what we do, right. And then we start taking a look at all the cards that we have. 